And welcome everybody to the Friday Night Lights podcast as tonight we will talk about the final episode of the final season um, ever to be put out and Lyle is with us today. You may never know how proud I am of you. <laughs> and uh, Russ again is still out of the country as we continue to pray for him and his wife and uh, his daughter that uh, everything works out for them. But um Today, as, uh, as we see the, the lights finally go out and the final chapter is closed on Friday Night Lights, um, well, I think it's safe to say that uh, if anybody l- listens back to the past four or five episodes, probably the, uh, the ending that we kept saying we did not want to see actually did happen. Yeah. But and it bothered me at first, but I watch it again and I'm on board with it now. Yeah, oddly, it doesn't bother me now. They made it work. I mean, they actually made it work out. Um, Because I remember you and I like talked on here. We've talked, you know, just offline. But uh, at the same time, it seems that uh, it it seemed to fit in a way that I was I was satisfied, if not ecstatic. I was at least satisfied. Uh, Yeah, I liked it. It it didn't sit well exactly with me the first time I watched it. But the second time, it, it made me all in. Well, I, I didn't st- mind the way they ended it at all. I liked it. Well, I started thinking everybody could at least realize he wasn't leaving Dylan for another team, that he was leaving for, you know, for his wife and going to a completely different place and going to, you know, the Northeast and everything. So it's not as like he was just, you know, taking a college job like he'd done before. He's, he's going to find a... Uh... A lack of talent, I think, in Philadelphia compared to the powerhouse Texas team he used to coach. True, but Pennsylvania—they've had some good. Uh, they have quarterbacks. True, true, true. They have lots of quarterbacks and linemen. Don't they usually put up some linemen or linebackers? Uh, I don't know. I believe that you know. I think like Joe Namath and Dan Marino and Joe Montana are all from the same small area in Pennsylvania. Well, I think more than finding talent he's going to find that he's there's not going to be much warm weather uh past middle of october yeah he, he's not going to sweat as much dylan was a sweaty place everybody was always sweating at all times <laughs> it was still christmas and people were wearing t-shirts and, and shorts you know even getting ready for bringing <laughs> well, in the christmas kind of ridiculous trees. when you see the ice storm that's in dallas and everything right i mean it does it's not it's not just warm year round in the south people get that wrong but that's what everybody assumes, and so it, it makes yeah, it on the TV. And I'm sure they probably filmed it in August or something anyway. I think it was even before that. I think they've been done. Well, they, they would have had people passing out on set if they'd had them all bundled up like it was Christmas and it was 110 degrees in Texas. I think they, I guess it was around August. So they, I think they've been done about six or so months. <clears throat> I saw uh, one of the guys that has been an extra for season two, he had sent out a tweet and said, if you wonder what Dylan Texas looks like, six months after the lights went down and then he, he'd take us some pictures of the stadium and different places like that. I'd actually retweeted it earlier, but, uh, uh my friend, uh, my friend Jason was, uh, cleared to be an extra in the cotton bowl for the last game, but they showed up too late and they were packing everything up. I thought that would have been kind of cool. I wonder how many people actually fit. I mean, like they bring in to be the crowd. I don't know. The, the crowd looks kind of fake. I was surprised to hear him say that because I, I kind of thought it was kind of CGI or something. Well, I think they would try to, you know, just pack people around and show just like the, you know, where it's more, you know, crowded right there, but then they didn't show the many end zone shots. And... Yeah, well, you'd think in the Cotton Bowl that the players in the state championship could get more than two tickets. Yeah, I thought about that. <laughs> I, I thought maybe they're getting two free tickets, but you have to buy the others. That was I, I guess. I would think that, I mean, it's all, what, like, 70,000 people or something. Oh, I think more than that. You would think that all the players could get, you know, 10 free tickets on the two teams. Heck, even the Mississippi ones, you know, that saves a whole lot smaller than that. There's no way they even get close to filling the the stadium there for the Mississippi State titles. I understand, you know, from the storytelling aspect, that was, I understand why they did it. So it didn't bother me. Well, it would have been weird if he'd have been like, I only need nine, Coach. <laughs> it wouldn't have the same impact. Oh, and plus, it wouldn't have gave Coach the opportunity to walk into the pool hall. And get that was it. an awesome scene, by the way. Right. And you're expecting some sort of That was one of, of my all-time favorite scenes. And Ornette didn't say a word. He just kind of, you know, nodded and then kind of tapped it with his two fingers. There was lots of good Coach uh, 
succinct, you know, I sum up everything I need to say in one sentence. Yeah, minimal, minimal dialogue. But he's like, you know, chance like that comes along for a young man maybe once in a lifetime. And then he just turns around and walks out, something along those lines. So he should have paused he, and turned around and said, he should have paused and said, unless he's playing for me, then it's every other year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's all the time. I mean, five years and three state trips, two wins. That is pretty decent in Texas. Yeah, and that uh, the most recent one is, you know, I assume it, it's going to go down as the most famous play in Texas high school history. Who do you think actually caught the touchdown? <laughs> Hastings. I was going for Luke. Number whatever can't jump with Hastings. Well, they had like three uh, Panthers. They had three lines there, and then everybody else is behind them. No, I'm, 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 I'm just going with Hastings just because he's a wide receiver and he's apparently able to jump. I'm going. I don't with even Thera's, know why Luke was down there. I'm going with Thera's defensive pass right interference. <laughs> that still would have taken a miracle play. That would have just put a 15-yard penalty in high school. Then, they still uh, would have been like 45 yards away. Then the Wildcat ran it in from uh, midfield. I even I was able to suspend my disbelief on Vince throwing a 70-yard pass in the air too. Well, he he aired it out. You know, was it three episodes ago? Yeah, they kept I talking about being 60. Up for that, but. They said it was 63 yards, but he was scrambling around back there. I assume it was at least 70 by the time yeah. by the time he chucked it. I'm like, this kid is a high school junior. He just threw it 70 yards in the air. Well, speaking so of – That's uh, all right. I mean, they, they, they sold it all. I bought it all. So. Well, knowing that uh, he is a junior, we at least this year got to know exactly how old Matt Saracen is too. <laughs> yeah. They really, they really pinned it down on that one. I, I found myself not really caring about Julia Matt, by the way. It, I won't call it forced, but it still did seem like it was a little rushed. And I, I understand Coach not wanting to uh, to let his daughter, his 18-year-old daughter, marry this 19-year-old guy automatically, but he said it won't be all right with me when the sun burns out. I thought that was a little cold. Yeah. I mean, There's probably, probably still a little resentment on him walking in on them that time. He was like a sophomore in high school or something. Yeah, but even since then, he moved him back to quarterback and everything. I thought bygones are bygones. He took him back to state. Remember, he came this in in coach. the second this half. Coach. He, can, he can separate his personal life from his football life, whatever's best for the team. I'm assuming he doesn't know about the little tryst in Chicago. No, they never reveal that. I thought that was kind of cool, actually, that they never reveal that. <laughs> the most unrealistic, and as we usually bring up these sorts of things, the most unrealistic part of this entire episode was when Julie was talking to her mom and dad about getting married. And she's like, I just want you all to know that y'all can trust me. And they're like, we do trust you, honey. And I'm thinking, was it not like four, eight weeks ago that she was having <laughs> an affair with a married man who was her teacher running over mailboxes? Yeah, you would think that would be brought up. You would think the parents would go flying off the handle and say, like, uh, you don't have the best uh, history of picking the right guy, Julie, with the Swede and, right. uh, and the married man and all this kind of stuff. I still wonder if anything went on with uh, Habitat guy. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. He seemed like, you know, the all-American kid, too, or man. Yeah. Forgot all about him. Well, did you notice that this episode started almost exactly the way the same uh, same situation as the pilot did, with all the players kind of sitting on chairs and being interviewed by the TV cameras and everything? Yeah, and I like that. Yeah. Well, one of the one of the small problems I have with that though is uh, the reporter was like, you know, talking to Tinker, and she's like, you know, when they can make the super team. Only the best players will be out there. You know, what, what does that mean? What does that leave you? Right. I'm like, and this is the guy who was blowing up every offensive line and every scene he was in and scored touchdowns yeah, or I mean, defense all year long. Causing fumbles, you know, recovering fumbles. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this dude looked like in Domicon Sioux <laughs> on the, during the football scene. All of a sudden they're like, ah, we don't know if you can play for the high school one over. And then he starts for the state champs. Well, the whole super team concept to me, I mean – Conceivably, weren't all these players on the same team two years ago? I think 
Well, I thought about that. I think most of them just didn't play football, right? Like Vince had never played football, and Hastings had never played football. Right. And Tinker hat, I don't think. Like uh, what the guy, the thug who got killed, uh, Brown. Yeah, Calvin. Uh, Calvin Brown, isn't that his name? Yeah. Uh, like he'd never. All these guys have just never really played. That's true. Um. So. And and if these guys are actually they've I mean they've killed Dylan West Dylan. And now they're about to play for, and they did win state. Why does everybody assume that Dylan High with the Panthers, they're going to have so many players that are going to be able to beat out these the Lions? I guess it's just drama that they still try to amp up. But Tinker handled it well by just taking his microphone off and walking out. Well, called her a jackass first. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I agreed with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I like uh, – I don't know about the – I wish they could have come up with a more clever title than just the Super Team. The Super Cats? It's just, I don't know, just something, something they, you know, Dream Team or something. Oh, yeah, that's original. Well, it's not original, but <laughs> something. I don't know. Super Team or Dream Team, they're, they're neither one are good. Um, no. Nah. So, five-year contract that they knock on the door and want to – Want to offer to him? That's pretty unprecedented in uh, high schools. Uh, yeah. Well, I again, I, I the whole time I was like, "Come on, just take the Dylan job." And I was, like, but then it really would be hard to go back and work for some people who did fire you after you brought them a state championship and you did nothing wrong and all that kind of stuff. Right. Which they they addressed saying that it was the McCoys that were no longer there. But it I was, hate that they never said anything about the McCoys all year. Yeah, well, we barely got any McCoy towards the end of last year. I mean, I think you saw a little bit with with JD and uh, Luke, you know, because they were friends, and then you know they shot each other with paintball guns and everything. And then you saw well, we knew we knew JD was having a good year because he was getting like co-player of the week with Vince and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and then he and uh, Joe came to Matt's house when Matt's dad died, and he slammed the door yeah, in the face. Yeah, I just kind of it was just one of those things. I guess that we'll never really know. Yeah. Along with Coach Stan being gay and <laughs> all sorts of other things. Well, I saw uh, where D.W. Moffat, who is the actor who played Joe McCoy, he said even he doesn't know what happened to the McCoys. It was just one of the storylines that never came up. I guess hang, they're out hanging out with Santiago and Waverly and Voodoo. Yeah, well, a lot of that. Santiago stuff got cut short because of the rider strike or sure. whatever. I can deal with that, but I mean, I guess it was just one of those things they didn't. They had 13 episodes to work with and. They just didn't feel like it was worth the time. They had to squeeze so much other stuff in with all the old characters coming back and all that kind of stuff. I still think I was, you could I, throw I, I like the line. way they did that. I like the way they brought the old characters back, too, though. But Landry came but, back with new hairdo. Yeah, I mean, that was – we didn't need a whole, you know, ton of stuff on Landry or Tyra or anybody. I thought they were in there the appropriate amount. Yeah. Like I said, Landry got some new stylist over in uh, at Rice. Because his hair is all wavy and stuff this time, but of course he's still playing the same role as like here's what you got to do, here's how you got to. But I thought the line that he had was was great because he was saying about just think about this, you know, was it three years ago, four years ago? He said, or even however long ago it was, he said we were afraid to talk to Julie Taylor, and now here you are engaged to her, about to marry her. And the he's Alma, great. Oh yeah, the Alma Freeze had a lot. A bad, yeah, have you ever remembered a bad Landry scene in the whole series? Are you and serious? I'm including when he kills the person. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, that didn't happen. I refuse to acknowledge that that ever even happened. Well, if you take that out, that uh... I, I forgive them that because every time you see the writers interviewed or uh, Peter Berg or Cadams or anything, they're always like, "Yeah, that was a horrible mistake." So, <laughs> I mean, I forgive them that, but like, just like his dialogue and stuff. Right, and I have to believe every, that I, half of I, that I like is every scene improv. he's ever been in. I think that Jesse Clemens ought to be a movie star. Well, even when he did hit the guy over the head with the log or the whatever it was, you were at the time that's what you wanted him to do. Yeah. Um, like what what what's so much better about Michael Sarah or uh Jesse Eisenberg is if you're gonna have a, a funny, awkward teenage movie. I understand the the social network and everything and he's gonna might win the Oscar and all again. But I'm just talking about if you need like a funny 
a funny guy, like a teenage-type movie. Why not put Jesse Plemons in there? The dude has great comic timing. Oh, yeah, he does as well. I think I think I agree completely with you that he's got – Yeah, I, I think you ought to be – There's a, you know, there's a new stupid teenage high school awkward movie coming out every other month. Why not throw him in there? He's good I, at that. I would be interested to see him doing, like, straight-up comedy, though. Like, because, I mean, there were funny moments, and he was awesome at that. But it wasn't a comedy where you're expecting, you know, just like guffaws and everything like that to come from it. But I would agree. I would see him for sure. Yeah, I, 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 he just makes me laugh. He made me laugh when he was just talking to Matt. And he, he was like, you know, you go up to him and you tell him, you know, I want to marry your daughter. I love her. Well, whatever. You can fill in the blanks on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's had good the best, timing with it. The so. best thing he's, I thought he said was when he's like, uh, now don't tell her that. I mean, don't tell him that you work at a – you know that an art place or art gallery because he's a high school football coach and he won't really like that very much. Yeah, I mean, the guy had like three lines and, and he oh. killed he killed all three of them. All three home runs. Yeah, but it, Alma Freeze. I thought that was a you know one that where they met or at least had their first conversation. I mean, she's like, I don't talk to football players and all, but uh. He goes, I, I really don't play. <laughs> I'm just on the team. Well, I don't talk to people who are on my dad's team. And, you know, and so the Alma Freeze did have a lot of uh, sentimentality with that's where he worked. That's where a lot of stuff happened. Yeah, I was fine with that. Uh, I mean, generally I was fine with just about everything. It's just tiny little nitpicking things. And, and I see why they did most of them. Like <laughs> the ring on Vince's finger as he's practicing football. Which would never happen. Uh, I understand they wanted to show that they won or whatever, but that's a stretch. They could have revealed that in another way. Yeah, I was thinking they could have had. Did, him I like, guess they wanted to show Vince having the ring on before they showed anybody else wearing the ring. I was thinking they could have had him having like a you know just a T-shirt that said you know 2010 you know Texas State champs or something. I put it on before he put on his practice badge or something. But yeah, <laughs> when that came up, my wife was like, "Oh yeah, there's a he's got his ring on." I'm like, there's no way that they yeah. would be taking a snap with a ring on. Yeah, I, I agree. But, I mean, I guess that's just what they want to do is they wanted to reveal it by showing Vince because, I don't know, it's kind of like Vince's team. In the last two years, Vince has kind of been, the, I guess, the heart and soul of that of the East Dillon. So. And then we also got I, to see I, I can live with it, but, you know, I, I really like that last montage. Of the football game? Oh well, no. The football oh, game oh. I, was odd to me because they spent so many years. I guess they were just trying to total departure from this. But they spent so many years. You had to, you had to follow the the. I mean, there was always a plot of a of the game. Either they're going out and crushing people, or somebody struggling, dropping passes, and then he's gonna catch a big first down. You know, but there was no plot. There was no story to the football game. It was just random shots, and then all of a sudden it was like three seconds left, and they're down five. I loved it because it, to me it seemed like this, you know, you see in like Braveheart or Gladiator or something, these big battle scenes where everything is like intense action, but it's slow motion with like a slow soundtrack over it. And that's what it reminded me of to a degree. And I, I, I thought it was very different from anything they've done all year long. And I thought it was going to end that way. And I thought, well, they got to have, you know, Slam and Sammy come in for some commentary for the last minute. Uh, thing, but I thought it was great. It was okay. I mean, it was completely different. So uh, I guess I was all right with it. I just I like knowing who had a good game and stuff like that. <laughs> I have no idea. They should Luke score touchdowns, but well, I, I thought we were able to keep up with the score at least for a while because you'd see them score, you'd see Luke score, you'd see somebody catch a pass, but, but for a touchdown. But then you know, of course, you knew three seconds left. And, and there it is. And there's there's no way. Because, you know, like I was saying, last year we were saying, this is so unrealistic if the East Dillon Lions beat the Dillon Panthers at the end. There's no way that's possible. We got to throw it away. And then we we're saying, but there's no way. We're probably going to, but there's no way they had won state the next year. And then here's what happened this year. Um, there's no way he's going to Philadelphia. And there's all these things that we kept saying. It's, it's ludicrous to think if that really happens. But they made it where it was not only believable, but it felt right to a degree. Yeah, I didn't. I've never minded some unanswered questions at the end of any kind of show, and especially this one, because 
everything does is a slow pace, just day to day life kind of thing. Uh huh. So I didn't I didn't really mind the way they ended it at all with I mean, we don't really know what's gonna happen to Tim. I would have been actually mad if they if everybody had this great happy ending and you're like, Oh, right. Vince gets a scholarship to Oklahoma and he's gonna play quarterback and Smash shows Smash chilling by his pool after he gets his signing bonus in the NFL. Guys, Hasman and all this, yeah, and all this kind of stuff. I wouldn't have liked that. And Buddy's got his car dealership back open and stuff like that. I'd rather just see Buddy riding around in the golf cart. I mean, that's really what makes. I mean, it's not some great like win the lottery kind of dream come true, but we know that's what makes Buddy happy. Right, right, right. More than anything else is hanging around the team. Well, now and, plus he's going to have all the rich West Dillon people coming to his bar every Friday night. Yeah. So I, I liked it. The montage I was talking about that I liked. I liked yeah. it. I was talking about after the game where they're playing that song. I don't know the song, but I love the song. Uh, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, I don't know, it was the chorus. Uh-huh. I don't know who sings it. It wasn't in the credits going off that I could see, and I forgot to Google it, but I liked it. I liked the song. Like always, they did a great job with the music. Well, there was Even, music uh, all the way through this uh, This yeah. one. Uh, Conway Twitty <laughs> with them slow dancing at Buddy. Right. I like that, too. The Hello Darling. Something just is right about that with Tim dancing Tyra to Hello Darling. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Uh but I, yeah, I like the way they revealed everything with the coach coaching the, the team in Philadelphia and Matt and Julie married in Chicago. And I'm not – I don't know what to think about Luke being in the Army, though. He's going off. That was a, that blindsided me. Yeah, I didn't understand when she told – when uh, Becky told uh, Mindy, I've done the high school thing, like she's about to graduate or something. Did she skip a grade? I don't know. But I know what you Maybe meant. Maybe her transcripts were lost <laughs> or something when Tammy left. I did think that the uh, the montage, and it it, it didn't, it, like you said, it didn't like wrap it up everybody perfectly happy and everything's just, you know, so awesome. But it did answer some questions. And I thought, you know, when the pass went up, you know, 400 yards in the air and it was about to come down, it was slow motion again. It was ramping up. And all of a sudden, you know, it goes to him in Philadelphia at practice uh I, th- I thought that was a, a little bit shocking at first but it, i thought it was a great clip to to jump over there and then, like you said seeing matt and julie and uh they seemed happy they seemed you know i do i don't know if she's going to the university of chicago now or uh, she's to... going to some school there because there was a bag sitting on the couch with such and such university written on it i missed that so i can't remember what it, it was it northwestern or university of chicago or any of those prestigious schools i can't remember what it was it might have been fictional even Right. Um, so yeah, she's going to school or whatever. Well, I didn't, I mean, I thought, I guess I just assumed whatever Hastings or Luke was going to catch the pass and we we're going to get five minutes of slow motion celebration and, and buddy going crazy on the sidelines in slow motion and Tammy crying and coach and Vince hugging. And come on, we've seen all that crap before. Well, There's you remember, any- I mean, two weeks ago, it. you know, every every sports movie or TV show pulls that. So I'm glad they didn't do it. Well, you know, two weeks ago, you said one of the things that <clears throat> you hope we didn't have was one of those things where it pauses and then it'll show a character and have like, you know, three or four sentences saying, you know, Smash Williams went on to do so-and-so. Tim Riggins went on to do so-and-so. Yeah. And I think this was a much better way of doing that very thing. You know, we saw uh, at Dallas Walker, we saw Jess there, you know, looking at her clipboard and all. Um, I, I really thought that she was about to – I kept thinking somebody's going to be in Philadelphia with Coach Taylor. And I thought, well, if she's in, you know, about to be a senior, maybe she ended up heading to, you know, Pennsylvania up there with them potentially. But, uh, no, but I thought it was good for her. I, I started believing that she was, you know, for real about her intentions as well. But seriously. Yeah. They, they never They never pulled me in on that, on the high school senior girl football coach. I still, I, I still, I don't know. I, I, I know that you, you have actors, and that's just the way their availability is. But I thought that Lila would come back to see her brother play at state. I thought that that Jess's dad would come back to see his daughter's boyfriend, plus you know his daughter who's on the coaching staff play for and his, state. And he played in won the state championship at East, right? Yeah, in '83. Yeah, yeah. And everything. Yeah. So, I was uh, 
I was a little disappointed Lila didn't show up. Um, but under you know. And to me, what she still seems. We said it seemed almost a touch forced with, with uh, Tyra. Still, to me, Lila seems the much more natural fit for Tim right now. Uh, it, it, I was more convinced after this week with Tyra. But at least they did. It didn't show them at the end, you know, like having a beer and you know. Yeah, I mean, I love that where she's like, "Well, I have, uh, I have I dreams," plans. and he's like, yeah, "Yeah, well, this is my dream to sit right here, but maybe we'll maybe our dreams will intersect, intersect. or something." Right. I like that. I like that open-ended. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Kind of thing. And I bet you know they intend for them to, but she, it's like so, like Sarah Palin politics. That was a good line. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't know she, she was like no more like Mrs. Taylor. And I'm like Mrs. Taylor's not a politician. What right. are you talking about? Maybe she wants to be mayor of uh, Dillon sometime. <laughs> what do you see the mayor? I want if the mayor jump ships to uh, start supporting East Dillon. You know, because she was all about it last year. I mean, just the the big cat fight that was her one episode. So what yeah. time does uh what time does Buddy get up and go to the bar? Because apparently I was wondering that too. <laughs> the day of state championship, and Eric acts like he's never heard a car, uh, his uh, cell phone alarm go off. Or at least a phone, his it ring. Oh, what is that? What is that? But uh, <laughs> it was. It looked like it was high noon. It was bright and sunny outside. I know it, it probably was in real life. But Buddy's been up in the bar, sitting at the counter. You know. Also, that just seemed like Coach would be just really used to his cell phone ringing. It's, oh, it's Tim. I got to bail him out. Oh, it's my daughter. She's run off and done something stupid. Well, people knock on oh, his door at two a.m. Yeah, I know. He would talk to me. Oh, so, so, some disaster has befallen Saracen. I got to go talk to him. <laughs> he should have been that shocked. We did get to see Gracie go to uh, the mall and talk with Santa Claus for just a bit. Yeah, I'm really upset that they didn't develop Gracie's character more this year. <laughs> <laughs> Her personal problems. Now, Luke. All those sorts of things. Luke and Mindy got yet another condom comment, uh, and this time from Cheryl. It from always Cheryl. weirds me out when it's the mom or dad saying stuff like that. Now, Cheryl looks like she's about 10 years younger than she did last year. Is that even the same person? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think she was. Uh, her first scene. Work done or something. Her first scene she ever had at the bar, and then she and Tim go home. She looked rough. But, uh, yeah, she, I mean, she looks. I mean, I think she's in her late 30s in real life. But uh, at the well, same time, she was quite attractive last night. She looks a lot more like Becky's sister than her mom. Uh-huh. Well, you know, I'm assuming that she – I think even that was part of the storyline, wasn't it, last year, that she had her young? And that was why she yeah, didn't want her I daughter mean, to go I, through I that too. Did. But, yeah, those, the condom comments always are like, ah, that's, that's worse than awkward. Okay, we will. We will. I will – Uh. Now this, this, well, first of all, there was a mon, there was like a, a montage before the show started. It's Coach's prayer after Street gets hurt, but it's scenes from all over the year with like Smash and Lila and all these people set to the music and Coach saying the prayer. He's like, "We will be tested to our very souls" and all this kind of stuff. Did you see that? I have not. You need to see if you can find that online because that's great. It's about two minutes of just scenes from the over the years or whatever. I, I heard, I saw talk about it on Twitter, but I've not seen it yet. It, it was great. That was that was one of the more moving things. Um, okay. Also, I read a, uh, and, and this didn't actually occur on the show, but it has to do with the Friday Night Lights universe. So I'll talk about it for a second. I saw an interview with Jason. Uh, is it Cadams or Cadams? I don't I, even know how to pronounce it. I think it's Cadams, but I've heard it both. But I've, you, most people seem to say Cadams. Uh, well, I don't know if you saw this. It was put up right after the show was went off the, that night, um, <clears throat> where he said that uh, he wanted to he wanted the show to end like it begun with uh, Coach leaving town to to start up with a new team like the first episode where he had just come to Dillon to take over the team. Yeah. But he hadn't just come to Dillon, had he? Yeah, I thought I that thought, he, I thought he'd been – I was always kind of sketchy on that, to be honest. And I, I'll go back and watch. But I thought he was coming – I thought he'd been there, and I thought he'd left to go be head coach, and then he was coming back. I thought he'd been on staff at Dillon before. 
I'm pretty sure that at one point Street said he coached me in Pee Wee's right. and he coached me in junior high, and and now he's my so he had to have been there before. Right, so I'm saying I think he was in Dillon, but never was the head coach. And I also remember the tension between him and Mac when Mac said, "A man, twenty years my junior has been promoted over me." So I think that Kadams is wrong about that. <laughs> yeah, you would know more than him. <laughs> what? Well, tell me, here's the here's the thing. I've heard several interviews with Peter Berg and and him where they they do get a little details. Peter Berg on the Sports Guys podcast said that they were the East Dillon Pirates. Pirates, oh, because of uh, <laughs> what's his name? And, yeah, he even said I'll send you some East Dillon Pirate gear. But they were never the Pirates. Yeah. I thought they were going to change the name to Pirates after Mike Leach showed Leach. up and told him to give. To reveal his inner pirate. I thought they were like, oh, we're not going to be Lions anymore. We're a new thing. We're going to be the Pirates. But then they never did that. Yeah, I, I know so, the, I know what you're talking about, though, with the street talking about how you you de- helped develop me. But I'm yeah. almost positive that when you see him driving around town in the pilot episode, they're talking about this new coach coming coming you know to take over for the Panthers and all. And that he's got well, a lot of pressure on him and everything. Maybe so, but I'm – I'm pretty sure they made other statements that made it seem like he'd been coaching around there for a while. Well, I think he had been in Dillon. My, my assumption, and maybe I need to go back for clarity, and if anybody listening to this can provide it, you can email us or send us a t- tweet or what have you. But um, I thought he had been in Dillon before, but never as the head coach. He'd been like on assistant staff. That's what I thought too. That was my understanding was he'd been an assistant and a quarterback's coach and all that kind of stuff. Which that would mean that he was probably you know one of the head coaches for the junior high. Right. Yeah. So, yeah that 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 would click or make sense there to me at least. But I did not ever think that he had just moved to town. Uh, I don't know. When the show started, I never thought that. But oh, I see I what you're know. saying. That's what he said. Well, there's an, there's another interview uh, in that same interview. He also said that one of the final they shot a, a scene where Street is there with Tim and Billy working on the house at the end. But then it just – and Street one, uh, – what's the guy's name that plays Street? I'm drawing a blank. Scott Porter. Porter. He he wanted to be in that final scene, but they uh, they said it just didn't feel right. It seemed more real to have uh, – What would he be doing? Really working on well, – I don't know. They, have, they renovated a house before, him and Herc. Very true. I miss Herc. So, I wish Herc would have came back. Boys. Yeah, me too. Herc, Herc died on the island. Herc is one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. He died on the island so, at Lost. Speaking of Lost – Compare the two season or series finales between Lost and Friday Night Lights. I, well, give, I like Friday Night Lights a lot more. Oh yeah, I was, I'd give this you know easily a lot more. There's no, like I said, there were a ton of unanswered questions. I think we mentioned last year with the way Lost finished, but you know I, that whole that whole series was based on questions and trying to figure things out. Well, yeah, I had I did have trouble with unanswered questions in Lost because. The entire premise of the show was you're supposed to be guessing about these unanswered questions. Right, and that wasn't the case So, here. I mean, in real life, I, I, you know, Coach Stan could be gay or whatever, and you might never know, and that's okay. That can be an unanswered question. But that other crap on Lost, no. That was an unacceptable ending. What did you think of Tim's statement where he was like, about he was saying his dreams, we mentioned this before, and he's like, you know, uh, to never do anything illegal again, ever. And I'm thinking, okay, you just served uh, Julie, Matt, and Tyra alcohol last night, yeah. <laughs> and you're drinking yourself right now. And I, I mean, I'm not, you know, saying that that's never happened in Dillon, Texas, but at the same time, that's a, quite a bold yeah, statement he's made there. My brother made that same point. I didn't even catch it. That's so. It's, it's he has a, a, a bottle of beer surgically attached to his hand, so I never <laughs> even considered that. <laughs> drinking for him will be illegal or whatever. He will weigh 400 pounds by the time he's like 35, though. <laughs> His metabolism you don't, you don't drink that much. I mean, dude is all ripped up and stuff now, but that's because he's 20 years old. Little his metabolism slows down, and he drinks a case a day. Again, just the the nonchalant attitude as far as alcohol in Dillon, Texas is, I mean, I know that teenagers, I know that college students drink everywhere. But but Julie's 18 years old. Her dad is probably the most important person in Dillon right now. And she doesn't care at all that she's sitting there, you know, drinking a, a beer and her dad's, I won't call him her best, his best friend, but her dad's good friends and probably best boosters 
establishment. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh, unanswered questions, how and this and this is not a completely they never touched on it, but did you like how the Ornette situation at least kind of wrapped up? Uh, yeah. I mean, it'd be hard to believe that he's all of a sudden some great dad. I would think that they're probably going to have a crazy, rocky relationship forever. Yeah, but I mean, at least like he didn't get killed or kill somebody and, and things like that. Yeah, I mean, but he's... I think, I mean, don't you think that's still a possibility? I mean, if you're just going through the natural what's going to happen with these people. You know, yeah. I'm not sure Ornette has really left the life behind. Yeah, but I mean, at least he he still came to his son's football I mean, game it, and, and everything. His mom, his mom seems rock solid now, but. Where does I mean, she I, work? The Christmas tree Walmart hardware store. Okay. I don't know. Because like a few weeks back, it like she was at, like you say, like a hardware store or a linen store or something. And then she was out with the Christmas trees. This time. And I guess he's skipping practice just to come talk to his mom. Um, he's probably got to hold more than one job. Yeah, I mean, a, a Walmart, though, like you say, would be would be a store that would have all those things in it. So. Yeah. I um, wish I wish that uh, their their conversation dinner would have at least been able to happen at Applebee's. I mean, that just seemed to start to start at Applebee's and the end at Applebee's. <laughs> That would have kind of, you know, made it all right in my mind. I kind of like their conversation dinner because I kind of sided with Julia Matt a little bit just because Coach kept saying it was a different time. And I'm like, yeah, what was it, the 90s? (laughs) It couldn't have been that long ago that y'all got married. I would give them late 80s probably. 18 years, so yeah, because she said I've been a coach's wife for 18 years. I was trying yeah. to do the math too. So, do they like, like graduate college? And then get he's married, like, it's or? a different time. Like, it's like the Great Depression. You had to get married when you were 15, so you wouldn't starve to death or whatever. Her, her dad arranged it, and uh, I said, okay. Yeah, he's like, it's a different time. There was no internet. It was a long time ago. The world no, was different. No cell phones. Yeah. They said they got married while they were in college. So, Julie's only, you know, so. Yeah, it couldn't have been that long ago. But I just like that because, like, he's trying everything to be like, there's no way y'all are getting married, and I'm going to make it out to look this way, even though it's not this way. Like, it was a different time, even though it really wasn't. Well, he's, he's still, I mean, for all the love that we have spoken about Coach Taylor over the years, he's still a stubborn man. I mean, even in that yeah. talk where he's talking about how, you know, compromise is what you got to do and – at first, she saw the lights go on in Tammy's eyes, and then she kind of, you know, propped her head, her chin up on her hand, and was like, "Oh, okay." And uh, she went out, and you know, he—I guess—he gave her a hug and said, "We'll make it through." But then they go home that night, and she was like, "I've decided to not take the job. You know, I'm okay with you know you, us staying here and you taking the super cat job or whatever they called it." And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> there's no, there's like, "Are you sure, honey? Do we need to, you know?" talk about it well you know how do you feel he's like all right and she kind of like well that sob was kind of the look she had on her face yeah well he is stubborn i agree with you but i mean how many great football coaches aren't stubborn dick vermeil probably the only one i Uh, think that he just cries a lot in real life because he cries in football games who's the uh is it jake gibbs not gibbs who's the guy that's got the race car company now Oh, Joe Gibbs? Joe Gibbs, yeah, yeah. Is he a sensitive man? I don't know anything he's, about it. He seems kind of laid back, not too, but not that I've had a conversation with him lately. <laughs> Maybe so. Oh, one thing is this has no bearing on anything at all, but Buddy Jr. is always wearing that hat. Is that an airbrushed hat he wears, like he got at Panama City Beach or something? It's just like he's always, you know, crooked and, and like a Probably, that's the, you know, that's the Jersey Shore kind of style. I guess so. Kids these days with their straight bill caps. Speaking of Jersey Shore, I asked somebody, I said, now that Friday Night Lights is over with, what should we fill the time with? I'm like, Jersey Shore, no doubt. I already filled my time with Jersey Shore. You probably watch something sk- different. You probably watch Skins on MTV too, don't you? I've never seen that show. <laughs> never, never called Skins. But yeah, I watch Jersey Shore. It's hilarious. A friend of ours was talking about having watched the MTV version. I mean, excuse me, the the UK version of Skins before it came on. 
uh, American TV, but we made fun of him at that point. That was before he even made it here. Do you remember that? Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> he said it was on uh, whatever, Netflix streaming. We make enough crap in this country. Why do we got to import anybody else's crap? There are no good TV shows as it is. I don't know. There, there's not a single like scripted show that I'm interested in now that Friday Night Lights is off. I thought you're still kicking it with Dexter. Uh, I don't have uh, Showtime, so I'll watch the seasons on DVD. Once they're out later. I've watched the first four seasons, but the fourth season um, uh, wrecked me emotionally so much that I don't know that I can watch anymore. <laughs> Somebody told me that uh, the TV show Justified is awesome, so I'm going to give it a try. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I like uh, I like Timothy Olyphant, and yeah. I love The Shield. The Shield is one of my favorite shows ever, and it was on FX also. Yeah, somebody brought up The Shield as well, even though it's off, but they said, go now, buy the box set. Do you have it? So, uh, the Shield? Yeah. I got them all. You can borrow them. I may borrow them when you're back in town. They're, uh, yeah, Russ actually has them all now. I won't watch them with my children. Do you think that you and I and Russ will ever talk to each other again on the Friday Night Lights is off? Yeah, probably. So around holidays. Maybe so. No, speaking of uh, when Russ does get back, I know that we've the the show itself is done, but uh, I think we will have a couple of recaps and a couple of you know best ofs that we're going to try to put together. And I still have an interview or two that I've been communicating with some people to try to get, and so we can do some. Uh, at first, I thought maybe it's awkward now to do an interview with them if you know the show's over, but I th- then I thought, well, they haven't filmed an episode in over six months, and so it's no different for them, probably anyhow. So we'll still be able to look back, but no, I, uh, I wonder, is there something else we need to pick up? Another, another TV I, show I we need to start following? Uh, you can probably get Zach Guilford on again, because if off the map makes it another three weeks, I'll be stunned. <laughs> well, talking about he and, and, uh, Jesse Plemons doing that, uh, the, the scene before and about how the awkwardness and the funny. And I was saying, well, I'm not sure how it will work as a, as a comedy. He has had some intentionally funny lines, supposedly. I don't always saw the pilot of Off the Map, but I don't know if it was the writing or not, but it didn't click. Have you watched I it? I saw about 20 minutes of it, and then I deleted it, and I was like, I'll never watch it again. <laughs> so you know where it was. I haven't seen anything no, but the pilot. It's, it's horrible. Yeah, he I don't pl- even know if that was the pilot or not. I have no idea. It was. He was trying to play a, a party guy that's now working in some tropical medical station somewhere. Yeah, I picked up on that much of it. What a waste. What a waste of Matt Saracen. Landry and Saracen need a spinoff show where they're like cops or something in Chicago. Speaking of, <laughs> have you seen that yet? What? Oh, I thought you were being... Uh, no, I, I just think it'd be funny to watch them riding around talking to each other. Luke, uh, Matt La- uh, yeah, Matt Laria has a uh, the Chicago Code that just came on Fox. Um, he's a cop in it. I've heard it's not too bad. He's a cop. Yeah. Please tell me he's a rookie cop at least, because he really does look like a teenager. Yeah, I think he is. He's one of the few Becky and him that pass for whatever age they're supposed to be playing. And I think he's. I mean, I think he's mid twenties. Really? It kind of surprises me. Yeah, I can't remember exactly how old he is, but I think that he's. Should, shouldn't he have taken the Division three scholarship? By the way. Uh, I guess so. You, would you would you have done that? <laughs> Over go to Afghanistan? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Division three football star or Afghanistan? I'm taking the football star. But that's just me. I'm a coward. It is a hard life. But that's what you do when you're in Texas, right? I guess so. It seems like Riggins would be more likely to join the Army, or can you do that when you're a felon? I don't know. I don't know what type of uh, restrictions they have on that. I don't either. Hmm, I don't know. Um, now, well, I, I, was, I, was, you, you I was pleased with Riggins, by the way. Speaking, of, I, I like the way his whole deal ended. He was so mean and pissed off and bitter before. It seems like he's worked that out. I like that. Well, I think he had to, you know, it was, I guess it was when uh, Tyra came back and they had, you know, a few conversations and 
some private moments together that he realized he did he didn't want to stick around. But apparently, he I like never, it scenes with Stevie also. He never even told his brother because you know his you know Billy's like, well, so what's going on? Are you going to Alaska anytime soon? He's like, no, I'm sticking around. Yeah, I think that was another side of him when he took Stevie, you know, showing him around. That was a cool moment. You mentioned, I think, some of the quiet moments that Coach had, but when Coach came up to him at practice and was like, you know, if you ever need anything. I seriously thought he was about to say, do you want to be a assistant coach in Philadelphia? But Tim in Philadelphia, that's where sleeves cold up there. So do we know, did, that, did we see Billy coaching? Yeah, we saw Billy coaching over at uh, – with the Panthers, but do we know who the head coach is? No, and that was another thing I read in that interview with Kadams. Uh, he said he didn't. He intentionally didn't want to reveal who the coach was. He wanted, but in his mind, it's a new coach okay. who came in from out of town, just like Coach was a new coach. That was oh. the thing. We kept harping on how Coach was the new coach. I almost thought it was uh, so. Crowley, but but I didn't see Mac around anywhere. No, I didn't see Mac either. I don't think uh, I would have liked Mac to still be on that staff, but you saw Spivey. I, I saw all of them, I think, except for Mac. Was Stan there? Stroud? I believe I saw Stan there. Man. So that made Maybe I didn't. Clean house. Maybe I, I mean, it, <laughs> I don't know why. They, it's pretty far-fetched that they would import all of the Lions coaching staff, but it looks like that's basically what they did. Yep. Well, they know how to win. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, you know a small thing that I liked also? And this is just a little throwaway thing. It's when Billy was calling out the names of all the players to get uh, their tickets. You remember he said, two tears in a bucket, luck it. <laughs> Is this guy named Luckett on the team? Because that just seems like some stupid high school nickname that we, you come up with on a high school sports team. When they're a Sanchez or, or a Ramirez, there's some S. Well, we've talked before about how they don't have enough Latino players right. for them to be in Texas. And they, he, he probably reeled off four or five Latino names in there. There was a Martinez and a Hernandez and all kind of stuff. Right. So they covered it at least. And Tinker, I think, got more lines this episode than he had since the Kingdom episode when he got the pig and you know they ended up hanging out on the balcony. I was glad to see a little more of him. Yeah, I mean, they showed Tinker uh, suited up for the Panthers too, walking across yeah. the field. So you knew that he did get to somehow make it on the team, even though he's such a scrub. I love the uh, buddy overseeing the hanging up of the clear eyes, full heart sign, too. See, I kind of thought that was the new coach hanging that over the – because that was the coach we hadn't seen before. Yeah. And he looked kind of younger, and I I just kind of thought – I I saw it as buddy, like, overseeing the, look, this is how we do things. I thought it was just a maintenance Clear eyes, full heart, tear. He was dressed like a coach. Yeah. He had on the blue shirt and all that. I like the – Speaking of, I like that. Wasn't this the first time we saw the Lions not wearing red, like all the coaches staff and all, when they had to send their black shirts? Or have they had those on earlier this season? Uh, I think they've had the black shirts on before. I like the black a lot. Wasn't he wearing black when they forfeited the season before? The very first game? Yeah. I thought he was in I, red then. I, he might have been. I can't remember. I think I've seen the black before, though. The, they should have broke out the all-black uh, uniforms for uh, state championships. That's the gimmick now these days. It hasn't worked for uh, my team yet. <laughs> it doesn't work for a lot of teams. Seems like every time a team does that, it doesn't work. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I still like the Panthers uniforms much better. The blue and gold, or blue and yellow. Yeah, I don't know why. I agree. Seems more iconically tied to this show. Maybe that's because I have a Panther football T-shirt, and I never bought a Lions T-shirt. Do we know what mascot the Philadelphia team is? Uh, yeah, but I can't remember. It says it. Pioneers. Pioneers. And that was great when he was like, clear out full hearts. All right, yeah, we'll, have like, to work we'll work on that later. We'll have to work on that. I like that too. I really like the final shot also. Of, That's a huge uh, stadium. I mean, not like, tall, but it was like, you know, so wide. <laughs> Yeah, well, they panned out, like, from the goalpost. Uh-huh. So it looks like they're walking off, you know, kind of – they're walking away from the goalpost. So the last shot is them under the goalpost and the lights go out. I like that. Well, I think we have pretty much exhausted the uh, – well, all I can think of, at least. Do you have anything else? No, I'm sad to see it go. There's not another show, uh, anything like that, you know? Right. It's the only – it's 
I got really caught up in the loss, but I like Friday Night Lights a lot more than Lost. It, it reminded me a lot of how episode, season three episode, ep, excuse me, season three ended with their final episode, where if there were to be something else to happen, which we know there's not, I thought it'd be you know here he is kind of you know a new launching point, but it felt even better than the season three ending to me, but it was quite similar to that. No, it's much more triumphant. I mean, the season three ending. Can you imagine if they ended the show like that? Yeah, you know, they, they just lost state. And you're just like, oh, yeah, they lost state and he got fired. Oh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that would have been a disaster. <laughs> but when they ended it, they really had no idea if they were going to get picked up again. And that was when NBC and DirecTV made that deal with two more two more uh, seasons. Like that. And they did them back-to-back. I'm still, I'm still mourning the fact that there's not at least one more season. Yeah. I would have just loved to see him coaching the super team and just laying waste to people and putting it on the McCoys at some point. Yeah, because maybe uh, wouldn't it be awesome if uh, Joe McCoy and and JD McCoy were at Dallas Walker, and that's and then Jess is their coach. <laughs> I thought that was the Los Angeles or the uh, Oakland Raiders for, for half a second. Right, I re- they were in the colors that for half a second. I thought oh, I was going to see Smash. In like training camp for the Raiders or something. Oh, so he came out after his junior year. Oh, I forgot the girl football coach in high school. (laughs) Well, we will. uh, One of the things I would like to try to do is have uh, some feedback, and I'll I'll put up a blog post and and send some information out about it. But to have uh, just people text us, not text, tweet us, or, or email us their favorite moments or their top five, you know, this or or top five that. So we'll. Lyle, you and I will put together some of those things and see if we can get some uh, some input on some of those things. And, of course, you and I will come up with our own as well. Yeah, for, I for think that. that'll be fun. And, um, like I said, maybe a couple more interviews before we close it down for sure. But it's been a it's been a fun, uh, I guess, two two seasons that we've been able to do the complete season and then a little bit of season three. Yeah, that was another thing. When we started up the podcast in the middle of uh, the third season of the show, um, there was no guarantee or, or really much of an idea if another season would even come after that. But um, it's been fun doing the podcast, and we have a few more in us. But um, remember, everybody, everybody, you can uh, grab a hold of us at ethanolpodcast.com, and that's also our Gmail account, and that's also our Twitter account. And um, we'd love some feedback on how you thought the last episode of the whole series went, if there were things you would change or if there were things you missed, um, or just your thoughts about it. So anything else, Lyle? That's it. All right. Well, um, you changed my life, Coach. <laughs> I would be in a ditch without you. <laughs> All right. See ya. Later.